Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. First, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huckington Scott Auctions, and Panini Tops and Upper Deck. This was the uh, first question that was asked, and it's always interesting to get 30 seconds to describe somebody that's inspired you uh, that you want to give a shout out to in the industry and in the hobby. And it couldn't be somebody in the room. It was not supposed to be somebody in your family or somebody that worked for you directly, somebody that gave you an assist or inspired you or uh, helped you on your way. Each person had a little different take on it. And pretty much they abided by the 30-second rule. So it moves along pretty quickly, but I think you'll see there's some unsung heroes in the industry and uh, they deserve to be acknowledged. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy this. As I said, there'll be some more episodes because we had a, a lengthy dinner and I'm parsing it out in 15-minute segments. But I thought this was worth uh, standalone. Let me know if you're interested in coming. Dr. James Beckett at gmail.com. So thanks. And here it is. You want to do a okay. shout out to living absolutely or, living or not? One thousand percent, Stu Payne. Yes, my former co-host. That yes, co-host. Yeah, <laughs> yeah co-host of Let Me Get That Potograph for about a year and a half. That unfortunately passed away at twenty-six years of age to cancer. They found it and it was gone within about six months. But from the day I met Stu, anyone that met Stu, that man could change your life and make you a better person just by 10 minutes of spending a day with him. He was a truly treasured person on this world and uh, helped me more in my life than, and made me a better father, made me a better person, made me better in my job and everything else. So definitely stupid. Thank you, Drew. Yeah, we got 26 people, so you divide into 15 minutes. It's 30 seconds. I thought Drew deserved some extra time, but Brad does not. Who is your hobby? Could be your hero, could be whatever. My hero is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. Done. Okay, then Jesus is now taken. That's a tough act to follow. I'm going to mention a gentleman uh, named Rudy Backstein. He was the owner of a store called Seventh Inning Stretch, a place that I spent a lot of time in as a 12, 13-year-old. So much so, he said, you might as well work here because you're here so much. And put me to work, and then I, I did the show circuit with him. And then at 15, I got my sales tax number and did my first show as a 15-year-old. And so if it wasn't for Rudy, I probably wouldn't be in the hobby that I love today. Good job, John. Good shout-out. Okay, Ken? All right, so as I said, I'm the grumpy old man, so I may as well go ahead and get myself removed from any of these in the future by not following the rules. <laughs> I can't not say my uncle. He got me into sports card collecting. He lived in Alabama. I lived in West Virginia, so it's not like I had a lot of time with him. But, whew. okay, I'm done. Okay, well, thank you. Rich? I was going to say my father, but since that's <coughs> not allowed. Well, it, it used to not be allowed. But it, it still should not be allowed. We that's really okay. want to get somebody that's... But as I wrote down, my other real hobby mentor, and he's no longer with us, he's, he Tom, went is Tom, Tom Reed. Reed yeah. And we did a tribute episode to him. Yeah, so yeah. if you really want to hear the stories about Tom Reed, go to the podcast Jim and I did that was a tribute to Tom yeah. Reed. Excellent, excellent. Patrick, who's yeah. your person? Well, I couldn't think of a person, but uh, there's a, a, a shop I used to go to as a kid every Saturday and have my parents drop me off when I was six years old. When I was if six. It's, if it's first base, you're disqualified. <laughs> but, uh, what is it? It's a shop. It was a baseball card and comic book shop. I used to like, have my parents take me there and starting when I was six. And it was just an escape from 
just normal life, and I just really enjoyed my Still time in business? there. Oh, yeah. They were one of my clients. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to give a shout out to Bob Brill. He was the owner. Oh, I of- love PR guy. Yeah. yeah he's really. I don't the- love him, but I, <laughs> I appreciate him. <laughs> yeah. So he was the owner of Casey King Sports Cards, which was my LCS from whenever I started going there until around 2011 when they unfortunately closed. But uh, he really cultivated my passion for the hobby. Going to Pack Wars, they would have a Pack Wars once a month. I would always look forward to that. So, yeah. Definitely awesome. Bob Brill. Bob Brill, radio guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so instead of going to an LCS, I ended up going to a flea market when I was younger. I used to go to this dealer named Mike at the Oldsmore Flea Market, and he used to give me a bunch of deals and give me free cards all the time. And pretty much do going to the flea market once a month, I really got into cards. Wow, you said to give you free cards. Okay, <laughs> James. After I've met my babysitter, she had a grandson that had his comic books and his <laughs> baseball cards in a china cabinet. It looked like a museum to me. I could swear I still see the yellow aura emanating from that china cabinet. Ever since then, I just love baseball cards and comic books. Yeah. And went and got a 52 man. Okay, that's great. Jeff. A few years ago when I first started uh, getting back into doing investing and was thinking about starting to create content in the future, I went to Joe Davis's shop, gotbaseballcards.com in Atlanta, Georgia. He's got a great card shop. And uh, I sought him out and said, hey, I know you're the owner. Do you mind sitting down with me for a few minutes? I've got a bunch of questions. I want to pick your brain. And two and a half hours later, I was thanking him for spending that time with me. And he has been hugely impactful on this journey. He's, he's terrific. Guy. Great guy. Okay. Let's go here. And then we'll give Kelly some chance to think about My person is Chris Justice from the Hobby Box. Back in the day, he'd always host live group breaks and live breaks. And his chat, I'd just be in there, we'd talk, and just discuss sports cards all the time. Okay, Kelly? <laughs> so you said parents are, like, off. It should not be a parent. Can I give my reasoning? Then that's 30 seconds. That's for the oh, I got it. I've got it. Go my it. dad, because he wanted a boy and got me into sports because of it. And then, two, I'm happy for it. I love sports. Then, two, my mom, who allowed me to buy as many Pokemon packs as I wanted to as a kid. And never threw away my folder, and I have some. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Brad. I'd have to mention my best friend Andy Kaysen, who has a YouTube channel, The Fantasy Football Card Quest. And we used to collect cards as a kid and go to Bucks games. And so we go back a long way. However, when I got back in just over a year ago, I dragged him into it. And because he got so excited about cards, that built up my enthusiasm as well. And now we're closer today than we were over the last 20 years. Cool. Ivan, you gonna say Rob? Coworkers was okay. also omitted. This is a trick question. And this room was omitted and family members are omitted. But Twitter is where I have so many friends, hobby friends. And one of my passions for the hobby is that I now know people that are more passionate about it than me. And growing up, I was the most passionate kid in my neighborhood. So immediately those back pages, Eric, he's a YouTuber and a tweeter, comes to mind, gave me a Thurman Munson rookie at the first national I went to even though we'd never met in person. And that set me on the entire road of the hobby community can be what it is. So thank you, Eric. Excellent. Thanks. Logan? Yeah. Back in the 70s, there was a fella named Mike Harper, and he took me under his wing. I was a teenager, and he was probably in his 30s. And he took me to card shows, introduced me to the formal hobby, and really educated me, taught me how the hobby worked. And uh, he also sold me my 1952 Mickey Mantle, which I no longer have. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, everybody's got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, mine would be actually brothers, Colin and Ryan Tardas from Sports Card Radio. They were the first podcasters I'd ever heard about cards. Sports Card Radio? Yeah, Sports Card Radio. Wow, I did not think I'd hear that. I was early on listening to them and trying to get them to talk about NASCAR. Uh, of course, that wasn't in their wheelhouse. 
but they were really great with knowledge about the process for podcasting and okay. other stuff like that. So that, and that's why it's called NASCAR radio. So okay. fair enough. Okay. Stefan? Sure. So I, I was also going to mention Eric. He stole my answer. <laughs> just, just because he pushes everyone in their YouTube journey, whether streaming or live content. But I'll go with uh, Night Owl Cards, Greg Gay, legendary blogger. He has post dating back to the early, mid-2000s. And yeah. Good. Kind of that. Angela? Okay. I have since fallen out of favor with this person. But when I got back into the hobby around 2008, April has been one of those persons that sold me my herb scoreball that sent me down a path of buying all sorts of sports items. So it, it started a whole thing all over again that really never finished when I was a kid. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Jay, who's your person that's influenced I, you? I got to give it to a community, man. 2010, 11, uh, 2011. YouTube community for sure. We all, it's, it reminds me of Instagram. We were like a family and, and I was in high school and we would send mail days, send care packages and do what we do on Instagram. And that's important. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring that back. And you guys are all here, social media. That's what we're doing with the community. So I, I always give it to the community, man, because the community's always pleased itself and it's always looked out. So I love that. The community. Thank you, Jay. Mike. I too was going to say, Eric, those back pages. <laughs> what does that tell you about Eric? But for me, it's when you have this, which like you're talking about with the community, there's just, I have so many friends that I was, you always think you're by yourself. I'm the only guy that likes sports cars. I don't know, my block likes them or whatever. And you find that there's a whole world out there of people that are just awesome. And so many, I've made so many great friends and I'll go Garrett, who is card cutter on YouTube. And he is a TTM old school TT. He's been doing YouTube forever, longer than me even. And he, he and I have become genuine best friends. It's weird. We don't have collecting habits in common, but we have passion in common and, so we talk all the time about life and everything else. It's great. That's what this can do. Dave. Mine may be a little controversial to people who have been old-time collectors, but I'm going to throw this out here as more of an event. But it was with Alan Rosen, Mr. Mint, an old-time collector and probably best known for one of the most famous finds in baseball card history. But in the late 80s, probably around 1990, he came over to my house with my father for three days as my dad sold cards with him and traded cards with him. And it was really my first interaction with adult understanding at that time, he doesn't have this reputation, but he was kind, he was compassionate, and I really learned how to deal with people in sports cards, knowing that we all have different collecting interests and budgets, etc. I learned a lot during that weekend. Very positive. Thank you. Josh? Yeah, I got back in the hobby through Pokemon, and I used to watch Scott Pratt, SM Pratt. I love his YouTube channel. He was just very thoughtful and intelligent in his content, and he always was like trying to help other people build collections for the long term and try to figure out things that they enjoyed about it. And he was always just so humble. I was inspired by his channel, and that's what to got me into making my own content. Excellent. Chris? I shall nominate Gene and Earl Arena. I thought you were going to say Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> close second. Uh, the arenas. And Luca is third now. Okay. Well, okay. That, that, you're going to steal Christina's. <laughs> no, he already stole mine with Gene. <laughs> split them up. The I, I do appreciate the order. Uh, so Gene and Earl of Arena Design, they designed pretty much all my favorite cards. First heard about them with their interview with Josh on Cardboard Chronicles and Man, without them, my sports car journey would look a lot different. It wouldn't be as beautiful. And Christina's the special art person. This one's hard because three of my four, besides Gene and Earl, are in the room. And they're standing right to my left in a row. But, yeah, that's, that, that is my left. But I would have to say Ty Fauci from Bullpen LA, as a female mentor of me in the hobby, has been an immense help and much love and respect to my LA LCSs between Bullpen and Burbank. Excellent. 
Eric Norton. Don West. <laughs> Just kidding. Tracy Hackler. I wanted to be Tracy ever since I got into cards, and I don't do Tracy's job at Beckett anymore, but he's a great inspiration to everybody in the hobby. He does great things, and I just do my best to try to be Tracy every day. Interesting. Uh, does Tracy know this? <laughs> okay, David. Tracy was my number two, so I'm glad. Since he's technically not currently a co-worker, I'm going to say Mike Payne. Mike was my first boss. He was my first manager as uh, Beckett's editorial director. He's now back as Beckett's editorial director. He's just taught me a ton about sports journalism, interviewing people. He's given me crap for 20 years, and he still gives me crap to this day. But he taught me a ton. Great mentor, great relationship with him. I talk to him multiple times a month now, obviously, still creating content for him. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I owe, owe a lot to him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's still give you a long distance crap. Oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 my, Mike and Elmer nick, nicknamed me Buddy Lee, which is my nickname <laughs> in this hobby. So. And before you stop it, you have to give yours. Thank you for the prod. Mine is Gervis Ford. He's alive, but in 1969, I was in college, and I had a chance to sell my cards. They were not just my cards, my dad's cards, and I was a poor college student. And he put an ad in the campus paper, and he's an amazing guy. He didn't pick me clean, otherwise we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here, maybe y'all would be here. But he's a real straight shooter, went into business with him. He was one of my uh, partners in the store. And if that's the first person you're going to meet in the organized hobby, to find a, a really quality guy. So we've become great friends and good thoughts. The man.